Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. Today on the show, I'm going to take you to Washington State. So you're going to fly wherever you are in the world over to North America to the far west coast, just below the Canadian border um, in the Pacific Northwest in the most northern and western side of the United States is Washington State. So 200 million years ago, Washington was two large islands, bits of the continent on the move westward, eventually bumping up against the North American continent and calling it home. And many things led to the uh, developing and the uh, Washington state we know today. My primary interest in the fossils down um, in Washington are the Eocene sites, so Sumas and Shakanut, um, beautiful plant sites, sites with uh, terrestrial um, animals, shorebirds, and big, big birds called diatrima and little tiny vertebrates. So it's an interesting site, and that's where we're going to go today. While my interest in Washington State is primarily the Eocene, Washington is built of much older rock. So pre-Cambrian rocks exist along the northeastern portion of the state. So since the pre-Cambrian, huge amounts of crust have been added to the western edge of North America as a continent. And all the land west of the pre-Cambrian rocks has been created through complex tectonic processes along a, an active continental margin and transported from elsewhere and sort of accreted or built upon um, that side of the continent. In the early Paleozoic, the easternmost portion of Washington was at the edge of a large ocean. So early Paleozoic fossiliferous sandstone and shales and limestones were deposited along this ancient shoreline. During the late Jurassic and early Cretaceous, several blocks of exotic terrains were added to the western edge of North America, so to our continent, to form what we know as Washington State today. And British Columbia and Oregon are also made up primarily of these exotic terrains. So most of these terrains were narrow banded rock sequences overturned and formed um, and far from their current location, but then sort of shuffled along and re reshuffled like a deck of cards until they came up to the edge of the continent and were kind of cemented against it. So they include volcanic island rocks and fossiliferous marine sediments that originated elsewhere in the Pacific. Um, so these Jurassic and Cretaceous fossils occur in these rocks, and we find them today in north central and northwestern parts of Washington state. And so by the early part of the Mesozoic, about two-thirds of Washington state had been assembled. Once most of the continent and Washington state had sort of been assembled and built up to where it is today, in the Cenozoic we find marine sediments that make up most of the part of the western part of Washington, and these were formed as sea as the sea gradually retreated westward. So we find marine fossiliferous sandstones and siltstones 
and these cover most of Western uh, Washington and the Cascades. We also find terrestrial deposits, which are terribly interesting to me. And back in the day, I was, uh, I was with the Van P.S. and I was going to do my first field trip down to Washington State. So I'd been exploring a lot in British Columbia on my own, um, but I hadn't actually done many field trips down to uh, Chuckanut or Sumas at that time. And one of the members of the Van P.S., the Vancouver Paleontological Society, was Perry Poon. And Perry had said to me as we were going down to Chuckanut, um, which is just across the U.S. line, so Chuckanut Drive, he'd said to me that there were pond frogs in the Chuckanut. And I was really keen for this because, you know, they're frogs and they're vertebrates and they're exciting. And so <laughs> I go down to Chuckanut and I'm going along and there's some road cuts and some uh, beautiful outcrops. It's just a, like an amazing place to collect fossils. And I'm standing on this cliff face looking at this wall of palm fronds. And I realize that I'd misinterpreted what Perry had said and that there are not pond frogs in Washington State. Maybe there are. There certainly could be. But what we were going down to see were palm fronds. And uh, and I had a little inside joke and moment where I was just uh, loving that misinterpretation. But there are palm fronds and there are cycads. Um, the Chuckanut is an amazing place to collect. And while the uh, while the state is made up of a number of different um, formations from different ages, when I've gone back repeatedly, it's to the Eocene sites. So I, I love Clallam and its beach sites and marine sites, but I, but I love the Chuckanut and it's a, it's a great place to collect. And so we know over vast expanses of time, powerful tectonic forces have massaged the western edge of the continent pushing and smashing together a seamlessly endless number of islands to produce what we now call North America and the Pacific Northwest. And as the Earth's core began cooling about 4.5 billion years ago, plates and small bits of continental crust have become larger and smaller and swept under and pushed over and kind of slid along like if you were to push your duvet or your sheet and it were to push up and create mountains and valleys. Um, and that's all true for Washington State. And then the other wild card are the glaciers. So we've seen many glaciers move through Washington. So when you see a mountain and it's pokey and sharp edged, it hasn't been glaciated. When you see something that's been rubbed smooth, so think of glaciers as kind of icy sandpaper. So where you see a V-shaped valley, a glacier didn't go through there. It didn't you know, sandpaper its way through, but where we see smooth mountain ridges and deep U-shaped valleys, these were shaped by the glaciers. Washington State has a big glaciated story. So um, continental ice sheets covered the northern third of the state during the late Cenozoic, and alpine glaciers covered the Cascades and the Olympic Mountains. So we see um, 
we see evidence of that. So the mountains are swept smooth, but we also find large and small mammals and their fossil remains. And they lived at the edge of this ice. And the salmon during that time still swam up the rivers to ice-blocked dams. And we're going to talk in a later um, podcast about the fossil salmon from Washington State um, and probably later about the fossil salmon from the Kamloops and Cache Creek area. But glaciers paint a beautiful picture of Washington and they smoothed those rough edges. So Washington as a, as a state, as a land, um, was formed from dynamic forces. So even with their new fixed address, the shifting continues. So the more extreme movement has subsided laterally, but continues vertically. So the upthrusting of plates continues to move our mountain ranges skyward, um, the path of least resistance. But it's also exposing some of the rock that I find most interesting in Washington State. So this dynamic landscape, um, with uh, volcanism and I don't, I don't I'll do a post on Mount St. Helens which was a volcanic eruption in the 80s um, so it's a very active area of the world but the part that I'm most interested in is its recent history the last 50 million years so the places that I return to are Chacanut Drive, um, Sumas Mountain, um, the Clallam Formation and a few other sites in the Olympic Peninsula. So I'm interested in relatively recent um, occurrences there, so both marine and terrestrial. Chuckanut Drive is much younger than the other parts of Washington. The fossils found here lived and died 40 to 55 million years ago. So very, very recent history and they lived very close to where they are now but in a much warmer, swampy environment. So the exposures of the Chuckanut Formation were once part of a vast river delta. So imagine, if you will, the bayou area of the lower Mississippi. So swamp and warm and, and bayou country. When I go down to Chuckanut today, I'm exploring the siltstones and sandstones, mudstones and conglomerates that speak of a time of uh, luxuriant plant growth in a subtropical floodplain that covered much of the Pacific Northwest. So this ancient wetland provided ideal conditions to preserve the many trees and shrubs and plants that thrived here. So plants are important in the fossil record. They're not as sexy as trilobites and ammonites and dinosaurs, but they tell us things about the environment. They tell us about climate and temperature, the water cycle and the humidity of the region. And if we take a look at um, the formation of leaves, so picture a pokey leaf versus a big flat, uh, like, your leaf, like your hand outstretched leaf. So when you've got a pokey leaf, you've got something that has a lot of rainfall. So they want it to drip off versus try to capture as much of it as they can. So when we look at the flora from the chuckanut, we find um, it's made up pr predominantly of plants whose modern relatives live in tropical areas like Mexico and Central America. 
I'd say 90% of what I've collected in the chuckanut has been plant material, but about 10% of that has been vertebrate material. So um, we do see evidence immortalized in the, the swampy pathways. So they would have been walking along a river delta and they left their little footprints. So I've never found an actual bone from a vertebrate in this area, only trackways, so only um, ichno fossils but we find tracks of archaic mammals, uh, bluntfoot herbivores, small shorebirds, and tracks from early equid or web uh, bird tracks that give um, evidence to the vertebrates that lived here. We also find um, diatrima. So the first time I found a diatrima footprint, footprint, I thought it was a theropod track because it's this great big bird track. So picture um, I don't know, an emu or an ostrich or something very large. And so I found this trackway and thought, oh my goodness, uh, it's a theropod. It's, it was not. It was an Eocene bird and a big bird, but, uh, but not a theropod. So I was, I was uh, briefly, briefly enraptured and then, uh, and then quickly corrected. One of the most, well, there's several exciting finds in Washington state that include whales and an upside down rhinoceros. Um, but one of the, the most interesting um, uh, excavations I was able to participate in was back in 2009. There was a great big downpour, so a great big flood of water from the sky. And it caused these massive slides, so these big big sets of slides. So I want you to picture if you had a stack of blocks and you slowly tipped it over and these uh, slides the size of, you know, half your house or apartment, these big pieces of the hillside started to fall down. And within them, um, in this place called the Sumas Fossil Slide Site, so it's a, it's a area near Sumas up on a hillside, and we found huge fossil uh, palm impressions and uh, tr fossil palm trunk impressions. And we also found a ton of vertebrate material. So George Musto, who works with the um, uh, Burke Museum down in Washington State, called me up and said, come on down. And I wasn't able to speak about this for the longest time because they wanted to come in and map them and collect what we could, mostly with photos. Uh, do molds of the various fossils and then arrange for a um, helicopter to come in to take these big plates out. And these were very heavy, so maybe 10 times the weight of your car. So these were big, big, big plates. So first we took them out as molds and then we took them out as plates, um, but they had a wonderful series of trackways. So a bunch of little mammals um, running through a trackway, being chased by or going in a different moment in time, you can't tell from a trackway, from these large diatrima birds. So it was a very exciting find and um, something I will post about for you so you can see it for yourself. So as I mentioned, my interest is primarily the chuckanut. So I'll tell you about Clallam and some other and the Lincoln Formation and uh, Kelso and Vader and other sites in Washington State. But my trips there were primarily to the Chuckanut. So it's a 3,000 meter section. So it's a 3,000 meter stratigraphic section of the Chuckanut Formation that is along Chuckanut Drive, which you can Google on a map. 
and it spans an age range of just a few million years. So the lower part is Paleocene, so it has a radiometric dating of about 56 million years. And the upper part is early Eocene. So these are plants that we find in the Mississippi and swampy settings. And um, the preservation's quite good. We see it a little bit um, when you picture a river kind of going along and there's these little eddies that curl together. So some of the chuckanut material is perfectly laid out smooth, particularly the palm fronds. Um, so these would be plates the size of bigger than your arms could go around. So um, the size of your kitchen table, whatever size your kitchen table is, bigger than your car tire. And then when we see the smaller plant leaf material, it's kind of collected in these eddies. So whatever the, the pool of water it collected in, it kind of mashed and overlapped them. So um, there's a, a range in preservation of the fossils found here. But it's a beautiful sight. It's easy to collect. And um, it's one of the places that uh, I, I find very special on this earth. And when I was first collecting there and I was reading about this uh, delta and subtropical plain, I collected some of these fossils for my father. And uh, my father's a wonderful naturalist. He's passed away now. And I was interpreting them way back when, in the early days. But my father had been in the world, in the field, with real plants, and was the first one to really help me understand that these were really plants that coexisted in a very swamp-like setting. So yes, they were terrestrial, and yes, they were plants, um, but they were very much uh, a plant that would have been living in a swamp setting. So that was um, one of my first early aha moments about the chuckanut. So while I was initially super excited about the Washington State and uh, Chuckanut Formation for its uh, pond frog specimen, um, I did discover that there was a fossil turtle shell, a soft-shelled turtle found in Washington State, which is very exciting. So we didn't get a, a you know an amphibian, but we did get a reptile. Um, so I will dig that find up for you and share that with you. There's also some other very interesting finds um, in Washington. So there's a beautiful site called Republic, which I highly recommend that you look up. It's an Eocene site. And there's kind of this Eocene arc between uh, Chuckanut and Republic up to Princeton in British Columbia and then up to Maccabee and then all the way up through to Driftwood Canyon. So there's this arc of Eocene sites that are very interesting and I'll post about each of those over time but I think I'll leave it there and, um, and I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much and have a super day.